Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kids Sports Podcast. I'm Eddie Hawkswood. You're listening in on the very first episode, and I have a very special guest who's going to join us in just a moment. But let me be clear, this is a podcast by a parent for parents. What we discuss on today's show and every show hereafter, uh, hopefully you'll find diamonds and, and nuggets to mine that will help you navigate the crazy world of kids' sports. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and welcome in uh, a fantastic guest, ladies and gentlemen. He was the youngest man to ever represent the men's national basketball team at the time. He's played for Canada. He's coached Canada. He played at the collegiate level. He was a star at Syracuse, drafted by the Sixers. He's gone on to an incredible career, including Europe. And now he is an incredible voice amongst NBA broadcasters. Mr. Leo Routens, welcome to the first ever show. Hey, Eddie. Thanks a lot for having me. Uh, what a thrill. First show. Yes, I would not have had it any other way. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a ton of respect for what Leo does on the air and how he conducts himself off the air, as you will see over the course of our time together. So, Leo, I'll get started. Parents are wondering, during the course of the growth of your basketball career, what was the best piece of advice you got or who was the best coach you had that really took you from a kid who loved playing basketball to somebody who took it really seriously? Well, to be honest, with you, I think I, I was very lucky. You know that old saying, it takes a village. Uh, I had a lot of really good people starting with my parents. Uh, be honest, my driving force uh, was my brother. My big brother, he was eight years older than me. And um, whatever my brother wanted uh, accomplished, I just was going to be bigger and better. That's it. It doesn't matter. You know, he played for Canada. I was going to be the best player in Canada. He had five scholarships. I was going to get 100 scholarships. He got drafted in the NBA. I was going to be a first-round pick in the NBA. That's the way it was. That my brother was my driving force, and uh, uh, everything I tried to do was to be better than him. Uh, and he was a funny guy because he, uh, I think he saw what I was all about. And if you tell me I can't do something or I'm not good enough, I'm going to prove you wrong. And so all he did was tell me, oh, you can't play. You're no good. You're this and that. And it, I, he, it was his way of pushing me. Because he knew I'd respond. I honestly don't think that he would have done that had uh, had he not known uh, the way I would respond. So he was really the guy that uh, that pushed me. So eight years older, that's a, a sizable age difference. But I want to speak to parents who are always separating their kids. and, and put, Did you and your brother almost come to blows on occasion like that? <laughs> you're a competitive guy and um, you know, you're not going to be pushed around. Almost. I mean, it wasn't almost. And you got to remember, he was eight years older than me. So uh, uh, it, well, I wasn't on the winning end of any of that. So, uh, and, you know, I have four sons and, uh, you know, there's been a lot of scraps. And here's the reality of it. You know, you, you're going to get you're going to be competitive. You're going to have things happen. Uh, you know, I think emotions get in the way a lot of times and, and you work it out. Uh, you work it out and, and, and don't, uh, you don't blow it out of proportion, make too big a deal. A lot of things. And, uh, don't, uh, you know, I think sometimes people worry that, Oh man, it's never going to get any better. It's always going to be it, things work themselves out and just don't put pressure on, on anybody and, and, and give them the opportunity, uh, to work it out. You know, I, I think that was a big thing that, uh, uh, you know, right now I think we try to do so many things for our kids uh, so their life is better, life is easier, but life isn't easy, and you need to figure out things on your own, uh, and that's one of the things I think uh, siblings and 
uh, and, and, and relationships have to be worked out. You just touched on something fantastic, and I bet you a lot of parents struggle with this. Do, do you have any strategy or insights on how to get kids to work it out? Like, do you just say you guys are going to both sit in a chair and look at each other until you agree <laughs> to what, like any, anything that you can help parents with? Uh, you know, I think every situation's individual. Sometimes you just leave them alone, right? Sometimes don't say anything. And you, you, you're kind of watching going, are they still okay? You know? <laughs> but, but otherwise, uh, you know, just leave them alone. Don't interfere. Let them work it out. Other times, you know, yeah, you might have to sit them down and say, hey, come on, this is stupid. You know, figure it out. Uh, or, or just, you know, offer, uh, you know, throw something out there that uh, that might, might help them with it. But uh, I think each situation – uh, is dramatically different and right. sometimes even pulling pulling them aside separately and saying hey come on you know what, what's going on and and uh trying to help them work through it but uh, uh sometimes like i said the best thing is just kind of just let, let them be you know I'll, I'll give you another example not in a not in a fight type of situation but uh one of my boys uh was really good at basketball and at all sports really early on. And, you know, you're, you know, you're as a parent, you always want to try to help them out. And I realized something really early on. Best thing I could do is just shut up, just shut up and let him play because he wasn't, he, he was, he wasn't even understanding what I was saying. He was just right. gifted and it came to him easily. So when the time comes, he's going to absorb it until then. Just let him go. Just let him have fun with it. That's very, very good advice. And uh, my son is about to enter high school and yeah, he, he plays some travel sports. And I think probably if I could go back in time a few years and give myself advice, it would be similar to what you just said. And that is just shut up more and try and enjoy it more at our level. Would you agree with that advice? Oh, yeah. I, you know, I can't tell you uh, how many parents I've seen that put so much pressure on their kids. Um, I'll be on my godson. You know, his, his dad would come to the games and his dad was just oh, so worried. And, and I, I pulled him aside one day and said, you know, our kids watch us. You know, when your kid does something in a game, he's looking over at you and he sees your reaction. That's stressing him out. He wants to make you happy. Uh, you know, if you ever came to watch me at a game, other than once in a while, I'm going, hey, nice. I didn't show very much emotion. Uh, I, I was there for support and let them know that I care. But I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't reacting to everything happening on the floor because that's pressure. Um, and, and I'll tell you another thing that I, I didn't do is uh, if, if you wanted, like I never told my kids, come on, we're going to the gym. We're going to work out. We're going to go practice. Uh-uh. If you say to me, hey, Dad, I want to go to the gym. You want to come with me? Sure, I'll come. You want to work out? Yep, I'll come with you. But it wasn't me saying it. It's got to be your idea, your, your ask, your desire to work out, and I'll support you and go with you. But I'm not going to be the one to push you to do it because then it's not your idea, and ultimately you're not going to be successful with me pushing you. You can tell I'm outside here with sirens kinds of stuff going on. Yes, for anyone watching or listening, Leo is not dressed obscenely below camera level and no one has called the authorities on him. So, we're, we, you know, it's almost a PG show here. Don't worry about it. No, Leo, the, uh, these pearls of wisdom, they're absolutely terrific. Mm. Um, 
for anyone who is unaware, in addition to Leo being successful in his uh, collegiate, professional, and broadcasting career, uh, I've seen firsthand he is an incredible family man and he's an incredible father. And I can touch more on that later. But you have two sons who've played Division One basketball. And there are people listening right now who want to say, oh, yeah, my kid loves Sport X. How do I get her a scholarship? How do I get him a scholarship? And I know it is a ton of work. I know, especially in Canada, what are some bits of advice that you would give parents who foresee the possibility that their son could or daughter have uh, their academics paid for via athletics? Well, I think, you know, times have changed, right? Um, you know, when I was growing up, it was very, very different from what it is now. I got lucky. I made the national team in high school, so I had all kinds of exposure and, 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 and people came to me. But there is exposure today more than ever before. So I think the most important thing is, one, uh, learn the fundamentals. I mean, be, you know, teach your kid the fundamentals. Expose them to uh, the basics. Uh, everybody wants to jump into stardom. You've got you to understand the basics of the game and give them opportunities. Like I said, if it's they, that's something they want to do, you know, give them opportunities to do it. Uh, give them opportunities to excel. Put them in a position uh, where they can succeed. Uh, and then, and then they got to have fun. Let them enjoy it and have fun. There can't be pressure saying you got to get a scholarship. It's got to happen. You play, you enjoy it. The more you play, the better you get. If you again, you get exposed to different opportunities uh, at playing, you know, travel teams and and so forth. Uh, and now there's so many scouting services that whether it's basketball or baseball, uh, to a large degree, they find you. Uh, and if you are playing on travel teams, whatever the sport may be, uh, there's a lot of exposure and, 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 and uh, your name gets out there. So that would be, you know, the, the biggest thing to me is, uh, is have fun. You know, just enjoy playing. Don't, the, don't have the pressure of you got to get a scholarship. And I understand it's, it's a financial, it, it eases a major financial burden for the parents, uh, for the kid. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you want to play a sport because you love playing. You want to play a sport because you're having fun. The more fun you have, the harder you work at it, the more success you're going to have, and the more opportunities uh, for a scholarship or, or you know, uh, advancing in the game at a higher level. Leo, you're absolutely right. There's another uh, – you and I have a privileged uh, career getting to work with some of the, the people we do and another uh, fellow who does what you do his son also, I guess two sons who've made it professionally and they, they echoed what you just, he echoed what you just said. In the States, there's the AAU program and he pulled his boys out of that program and said, we're just doing drills. We're just doing fundamentals. And it did work out for uh, Steph and Seth Curry after Delta. Hey, well, yeah. See, what I did, I, I, I had a balance, right? Uh, I saw, I've seen a lot of kids get hurt by just too much AAU, uh, right. and I think the you know I think AAU is great because you get to play against high level competition. You get to see comp uh, players from different areas. And like when I grew up and playing high school, I had no idea who the best player over you know in another province was or in a, uh, anywhere. These kids all get to see that, right. and so you realize where you stand. It gives you a pretty good idea, and the competition's great. But if that's all you're doing, you're not developing, right? So it has to be the mix of 
getting in the gym, working on your game, working on your body, and competing and, and having those uh, you know high level competitions and, and and also finding the right uh, the right program right where uh, you know coaches I I for, I'll give you another example I coached uh, my son Andy uh, we had an AAU team like a traveling team uh, in Syracuse and I coached that team and to be honest with you I could care less if we won any tournament we played it I wanted the one the kids to have a good time and I said we're going to get better. Every tournament, every day, we're together. We're going to grow, and we're going to learn, and we're going to get better. And if at the end of the summer we don't win one tournament, but you're all better players because of it, and you want to understand the game, and you had a great time playing, then it was all worth it. Uh, so you know you got different, uh, you know, different ways of doing it, but ultimately it's got to come down to just have a great time. You're playing a sport, and you should enjoy every minute of it. Leo, you're absolutely right on any coaching interview I've, uh, I've either sat in on or been interviewed for. There's, you know, four categories they ask you about what, and what's most important to you for the kids. Having fun, developing, winning, or one other thing. And, and the right answer, just so everybody knows, the right answer is having fun. Because if the kids aren't having fun, you're pulling teeth. And so... Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, it's, it's not just with kids. I mean, when I coached the national team, uh, you know, I had players that were, you know, I had NBA, I had college and my, my objective to them was, yeah, we're going to get together. But remember, this is their off season. We, we compete in the summer. And right. so I'm taking you away from your families, away from your friends in your off season. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to work hard. All right. We're going to see the world and we're going to have fun and we're going to complete and we're going to, we're going to compete. And we're going to play, but we're going to enjoy every day of it. Yeah. And, and if you're not enjoying it, then, then I don't want, I don't want you in this environment. Right. Um, so it's not just with kids. I think it's important to, uh, to be able to create that kind of environment where, you know, you have a goal and you're going to fight for that goal, but you're going to have a good time trying to accomplish that goal. That's absolutely right. And I want to share with our listeners a little story that I have. You're probably familiar with it, but I want to let them know that you've been talking about having fun, but you're also business and you have a fantastic perspective. I've put some Nick's gear behind me, as you can see over my left shoulder. Maybe you can see that, you know, um, and Andy Routens uh, had a fantastic career at Syracuse. And then he went on to play for the Knicks and folks, he should have checked into the game in Toronto uh, when the Knicks were there. And, and you did a fantastic job, Leo, of balancing, having all your family there, getting everybody tickets and photographs. You had to broadcast the game. And I, I think uh, Knicks guard uh, got a couple quick fouls. And, and as I said, Andy should have got some burn. But Knicks coach Mike D'Antoni didn't put him in the game. And, and you know, it was a bummer and disappointment. However, to everybody listening – Leo could have carried a chip on his shoulder. He could have held a grudge. But in many subsequent hallway interviews, Leo said, hi, Mike. And Mike D'Antoni said, hey, Leo, how you doing? And it's, it's just, it's, you compartmentalize business and, and the game and the responsibilities so well. It was an incredible example that you showed me and other people can learn from. I mean, that, that sort of poise and composure and understanding 
that really impressed me. Leo, where, where did you get that? I know. I, I think I just watched, uh, you know, my parents, uh, my parents are immigrants that came over, had to fight for everything, uh, you know, came with five cents in her pocket and didn't speak the language of made a great life. Um, and you know, the, the idea is you work for everything. You don't take anything for granted. Uh, you appreciate everything. And it's the same thing that, uh, you know, if Andy was in that situation in the game, yeah, it was crappy. I mean, he should have played. Uh, and, and I felt bad as a dad, uh, for, you know, we know the pain, the suffering, the hard work, all our kids went through to reach wherever levels they're at. So we have that inside us. So it makes it a little tougher. Yet at the same time, uh, it's it's his life, right? I can't control that. I, I have to, you know, if, he, if we talk about it later on, we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, but at that time, it's, uh, you know, that's something he's going to have to deal with. Uh, and those experiences for him, I've been in those situations, right? I've been in those situations where things didn't go my way. Or I sh this should have happened. Okay, you deal with it. All right. How are you going to deal with it? All right. You don't, uh, I'm a firm believer in that we have a variety of experiences we're exposed to and there's no bad experiences. They're only bad if you don't learn and take something from them. Uh, then they're all good. And, and I think again, going back to as parents, a lot of times we want to protect our kids, right. uh, but you can't protect them from those experiences. They have to learn to go through them. They have to navigate through them. They have to a relationship. Uh, if I interfered with that coaching relationship with Mike D'Antoni and my son, uh, that that that's their relationship, right? They have to figure it out, and they have it has to evolve their way. Uh, and maybe it's not ever any good, or maybe it's great, but you have to figure out how to deal with that relationship, right? If you want to be successful, so uh, it, it, I, I think it's just keeping keeping a perspective on all that. Absolutely. I'll, I'll fire off a couple of rapid fire questions before I let you go. What would you say is a telltale sign that your child is losing interest or perhaps unhappy with the sport? Not wanting to, not wanting to practice or not wanting to, you know, to put in the time. Okay. Uh, I, I think the, the most important thing you want, if you want to be great, you got to put in the time. And if you want to be, you, and, and, and like I said, if you're not having fun, you'll know. I mean, if going to take, you know, to the gym is you're moping like this, you're not having fun. You're going to know. You got to, you know, one thing I always thought, like the great thing in basketball, overtime was fun. So I got to play, I got, and I don't mean in the game. I mean, overtime as going to the gym, extra hour shooting, it yeah. was fun. Okay. Next rapid fire question is if you do see those signs in your kid, what is a better approach to getting them back on track to take a break from the action or a new approach, like just a totally fun approach or different angle, get a haircut. Like what, what would you say is a way to get them reinvested? Well, how about talk to them, you know, Ask them what's going on. Uh, how are you feeling? You know, do you, is, do you want to play? Is this something you want? Um, you know, how can I help you? Uh, communicate. I, I think so many times that, you know, we, we tiptoe around things. And uh, well, one thing in our family, we're, we're pretty straightforward. We communicate and, <laughs> you know, we talk to each other. And, and uh, you may not always like what you hear, 
but but you're going to get an honest answer. And, and sometimes it may be, what if they say, hey, I, you know, you're on me all the time, man. You need to get off me. Okay, all right. You know, or, you know, it, you know maybe you show more interest or whatever. You know, communicate and and you, you could probably learn a, learn a great deal if, 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 especially if they know that they can communicate without repercussion. You know, if I tell you, hey, I, I just really don't like this. I don't want to do this anymore. There shouldn't be any repercussions for that if you want to have honesty and a good relationship. Uh, and speaking of a good relationship, you touched on early, uh, earlier that coaching, uh, you didn't matter about winning or losing. Is there a telltale sign or what are some red flags when you think, maybe this coach is not the right fit for my child? Uh, well, again, it goes back to is your, is your child having fun? Is your child enjoying it? Uh, you know, how is your child? Like, I, I don't like uh, negative coaching. Um, you know, I don't want, if you miss a shot, I don't want to take you out of a game because you missed a shot. I may not like that shot. I, I, I'd rather, but I, I want you to play through that and I'll take you out of the game when something good happens or not, not immediately when something bad happens. Uh, I want positive reinforcement. So, uh, you'll watch for that. Uh, like I said, the communication is the communication with the same with everybody. Uh, is the best player of the team being communicated to and being coached uh, like the seventh or eighth guy? Uh, obviously, eh, there's always a little bit more slack with the better player, but is he being coached the same way? Is he being taught the same way? Uh, otherwise, you know, if, uh, uh, if, if you're being made to, if the seventh or eighth man on the team is being made as an example because you're afraid to say that to the best player, that's not, that's not good. So no. just look for a healthy environment where there's coaching there's teaching uh and again you're enjoying it practices should be fun games should be fun uh always remember it's just a sport it's funny you mention that because there's a good old story about uh, wayne fonts the last detroit lions football coach to win a playoff game and he would have his meetings 8 a.m sharp the next day for all the players and barry sanders happened to be late and five minutes had passed by when barry sanders walked in and Wayne Fonts looked at him and he said, do you know anyone that can fix my clock? It's five minutes slow. So. <laughs> well, I, yeah, but, you know, the flip side of that is sometimes you have to, you have to discipline your Barry Sanders, right? Sometimes if you don't discipline him, you have no chance with the other guys. That's right. Uh, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something, what, what I used to do, just, I don't know why I'm thinking of it, but I'll share it. Share it. When, uh, we used to travel travel with the Canadian national team. We'd have some exhausting trips, uh, you know, because of budget and so forth. You know, we might take 15 hours to get somewhere where everybody else can get there in seven. And, uh, and so we get there, and you know guys are exhausted. And the biggest thing after flying and traveling is not actually getting in a gym and playing. It's moving, getting your blood flowing, right? right. It's 3 o'clock. You know, we, we just got there. And, and – uh, Isaiah Thomas had some good advice for me a long time ago. He never forget how you felt as a player, right? Never forget that because that's yeah. the biggest advantage you have. So if I'm if I'm exhausted after a trip like that, I know you are, right? Yeah. So I tell the guys, okay, let's go grab a quick bite right now and then everybody down in the lobby at 5 o'clock, you know, get ready to practice. And you can just see guys' faces. Oh, oh. And then my thing was, I'd get them all down. One time we got on a bus, 
We go to the bus, and I tell the driver, I said, take us to the best beach, right? <laughs> get to the beach. I said, okay, everybody, in the, in the ocean now. Right? <laughs> and, and that was it. That would be our practice. We'd be having fun in the ocean. And uh, it changes the mood. It, it, changes, it changes a lot. Uh, and you still accomplish the same thing, right? You want to get moving again. So uh, it's funny because over the years, I had guys that were city guys that never been in an ocean. They go, I'm not going in there. So you're going in there. You're not playing. <laughs> and then what happened is years later, I had guys that never been in an ocean. We're now teaching guys that had never been in an ocean how to swim in the ocean. No so it was kind of cool. Great to, great to see and experience all of that. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Fantastic. On Twitter, it's at Leo Routens, where you can find him. Leo, any other um, uh, things you want to impart to our listeners? You've been a fantastic guest, and I couldn't have asked for a better uh, first timer here on the Kids Sports Podcast. Is there anything else you want to uh, pass along? I mean, it's it's completely open forum to you. Uh, no, I, I, like I said, we I think we touched on a lot of things. Uh, you know, have fun. I I, I think goals uh, goals are really important. They were always important to me. Uh, and I always try to tell all young people, you know, you know, have goals and, and you know, you have your long-term goals. Okay. I want to be an NBA player. Uh, but you know, how do you become that? You know, you gotta, you have your short-term goals, your mid mid range goals, uh, and all the things that come into all that. And, and Jack Donahue, uh, great coach for Canada yeah. used to always say, you know, a dream is just a dream until you write it down and then it becomes a goal. And that's something I always did. I always wrote down all the things I wanted to do. Uh, you know, at one point I wrote down, I want to be the best player ever in Canada. That was one of my goals. And, and, and I wrote it down. He goes, and he also said, don't be afraid to admit your goals. Uh, don't be afraid. You have that strength to say, yes, that's who I want to be or that's what I want to be. But, you know, those things I think are really important for, for young people because it's not a question of um, – kind of like what we talked about earlier about you want to protect your kids. It's not a question of, you know, if you're going to get knocked down, you're going to get knocked down. You're going to get knocked down a lot. The question is how are you going to get back up? Yeah. And what do what goals do is goals help you get back up because you stay focused. Cause if you're an athlete, you're going to get hurt. You're going to run into a tough situation. You're going to, you know, all kinds of things can happen. Uh, and it happens in regular life, not just for athletes. So you, if you, but if you have a goal and you know that this is where you want to get to, you're going to overcome that. You're going to get back up because you have unfinished work to do. So I think goals are goals are great at helping you stay focused and look past look past your uh, immediate suffering or or failure, uh, knowing that you know again to achieve success you're going to taste failure. You have to get through that. That's right, and. Uh... As I said, at Leo Routens is your Twitter handle. He starts every day with a great post that's inspiring or contemplative or um, thought-provoking. And uh, he's also, throughout the course of the last half year, uh, treated all of his viewers to twine and wine. And we look forward to other surprises because, let's be honest, Leo, you are having a fantastic media year. You really are knocking the ball out of the park. So keep it up. I have a ton of respect for you, as you can tell by uh, some of the stories I've shared with our listeners. And you're welcome here anytime. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate that, Eddie. Great to be here, for especially being the first guy up here. I appreciate it. <laughs> Take care and say hi to your family for me. You too. Thank you. All the best. Take care.